0: When I first took over the Balboa, I thought, oh, I'm in the entertainment business, like I get entertainment, but, but movies are different, and, it, and there was a learning curve that was a, maybe steeper than I expected it to be. That was Adam Bergeron, owner of
1: the Balboa Theater. I'm Jeff. Welcome to Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. In this podcast, Adam tells the story of how he came to own the Balboa. I'll just say it involves a two-for-one. Adam is joined by Balboa's general manager, Chloe Jennifer, and the two of them share some of the history of the building and the theater itself. Adam ends the podcast with the changes they've made at the Balboa under his ownership. We ended part one with Adam having left 12 galaxies to buy and run the crate place in Santa Cruz. Here's Adam.
0: And so at some point in the run of The Crate Place, uh, my wife and I came to the, and I was sort of looking, I was thinking, I could do another thing. There was no more 12 Galaxies, you know, and I could I could, I could do another thing, and I'd love to be connected to my city, where I live again. Like, I've, I was almost living these two lives, right? Like where I did you guys live? We lived in Glen Park. Okay. And we still do. We still live in the same spot where that we, that we lived. Um, and so, you know, I would, I was sort of like dad and husband when I was home in San Francisco, and then in Santa Cruz, I would just, I would just work these fifteen-hour days, and stay in a hotel or my apartment or whatever, you know, and like, and then just like sort of work to, and then go back home, and and um, you, was were, a, the, you were the Don Draper of Northern California. <laughs> I've never seen that show, but sure. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, so, it's so a, uh, it's a neutral judge. It's not a judgment. <laughs> But so, but we, but it, it, so it was one funny day where Jamie and I had the day off together, and we came to the Balboa to see that really terrible movie called Tower Heist. It had Eddie Murphy, had um, Ben Stiller. It's a heist movie, right? I'm a sucker for any heist movie. But it was a matinee, and there was just the two of us and one other person in the theater, in the auditorium that we're sitting in right now, and. And it was a foggy day and, 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 you know, the Balboa was just kind of drab and I don't know, there was just like, it just, it it just, it, it, but I could sort of see that it was, that it had, had had a, you know, sort of some kind of glory days and I just sort of like was in love with it. What year, what year was that? This was 2011. Okay. And, uh, and. And I remember we parked right across the street. and We went back across the street. I remember standing, turning back around and looking at and being like, God, wouldn't it be great? Have a little theater someday, you know? And my wife's like, Oh yeah. Someday when we retire. And so, and, and then we went home and I did a little internet search and it was like, I fucking, you believe it? It's, it's for sale. Like the, the, like the, the, and that was a Wednesday and it was like, there's a, there's what they're calling a town hall meeting this Saturday at the theater. And, uh, about
1: ownership. Yeah. About what we're going to do with it. it.
0: And, and, and I, so I read all these articles and it was like Gary Meyer, who's an awesome guy who was an incredible programmer and he was a Telluride film festival programmer. And like to this day, he's like this incredible whirling dervish of a, of a, of a man. And, uh, he, he had owned it. He had given it like a 10 year run, but he was too busy doing other things and he'd been trying to get out of it for a few years, but nobody wanted it. And he, he, it's like, he couldn't give it away kind of thing and so i sent him this email i said hey i might be interested and he got back to me right away and i later learned he's just a great emailer you know he's a really good email but I, when i so when i went to the town hall meeting it was it was obvious that i was the only person that was interested in this like people mm. People kept on being like, "Oh, you're Adam. Hey, Adam." You know, I was like, well, "It was just between Wednesday and Saturday." You know what I mean? There was no time. So I oh, this is this is funny, and um, and at the same time, I was approached by Alfonso Felder from the San Francisco Neighborhood Theater Foundation, and he said, "Look, we're we're trying to save this thing, but we don't have anybody. To, we don't even run it. You know, there's we like, we think we can secure its future, but we don't. There's there's no person to put into place here. And on top of that, we have the Vogue Theater." And we're in the same boat there. Mm -hmm. You know, he had been running it for a while, but he's like a vice president of the Giants. Mm -hmm. He had just been stretching it, and he had little kids too, and he's stretching himself really thin, Mm -hmm. running that as well. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know, if if you buy the Balboa, we'll just sort of throw the Vogue in as a, you know, like if you are willing to run both. And I just thought, well, sure, this
2: seems great. It seems insane (laughs) that
0: nobody wants to do this too. But it was really the moment in time. If you remember... It's sort of hard to remember, but like film was ending and the world was turning digital and it was like newsworthy for just a minute. But it was one of those times where, oh, like movie theaters are dying. It's over. There's no, nobody would do anything crazy like that. You know, like it's nobody everyone watches Netflix and there's digital. The digital thing was a, was a big expensive conversion and just Mm -hmm. wasn't going to work, you know? Mm -hmm. And hence people just weren't interested in taking that risk yeah i feel
1: like that was the beginning of people not leaving their house their homes right right
0: in mass
1: yeah yeah. like then that got worse but we're not here to talk about that yeah we're here to talk (laughs) about the opposite of that which is getting out and going to the movies so okay so you so like three days after visiting and doing your little google search you're like i basically just bought two theaters
0: yeah so that was November of 2011. By January 1 of 2012, we were, we, had, we were running them both. Okay. You know, it just happened that quick.
1: For this next part, Chloe Jennifer joins Adam to talk a little bit about the history of the Balboa, both the theater and the building that it lives in.
0: So this Chloe Jennifer is the general manager of the Balboa and is really the heart and soul of the Balboa in, in a thousand different ways and runs the operation and does a bunch of the programming. And really, the, 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 the when Chloe took over that position, the Balboa took a huge upswing for the better. Uh, and so and I don't want to I don't want to embarrass Chloe, but I just want to say that just as a preface to us speaking to Chloe now.
1: Fair enough. Like a lot of people listening, some people listening, I'm sure, probably know about the Balboa from your efforts. Thank you. Safe to say, yeah, yeah. So, um, what can you tell us about the history of this place?
2: Um. Well, pretty much all I know is that it was built in 1926, and by the Levens. Um, and they had several neighborhood theaters. Um, this is probably the only one that they had started that's left. Are you aware of any other ones, Adam? I
0: don't, yeah, I think it might be. The only one.
2: Yeah, I think we're the last Levin Theater. Um, still in operation. What um, was
1: it called originally, this one? It was, called,
2: it was actually called the New Balboa, I believe, because the there was a Balboa on Ocean Avenue that I think is a Goodwill now. Okay, I'm not sure if that's the building, but I think... Is okay, um, and then I know there was a fire in the 70s, which is it used to be a single screen, and then mm-hmm. that is when they split it into a twin, mm-hmm. which is for the best because it's just a lot harder to operate a single screen theater, right?
1: So, right. Were, were the Levens still owning it when the fire still happened, or
2: um, the, yeah, I think the let Adam can probably speak. More to that. I think the Levens still own the building, correct? So it's
0: it's it's a it's it is a funny story that it's, so the the the, Le, the Levin still own the building, but they leased it to another family for 99 years. Okay. And up. so it was built in 1926. They leased it to another family and and it's it We're coming out. It's coming 99 up. years, yeah. Really it's incredible. Coming right up. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But we're coming. It's 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 kind of an odd thing this is actually worth talking about uh the end of our lease currently is is the 99th year okay right so so we have the business of the balboa but we don't own the building right the building is owned by by the levin family who've leased it to another family so we think that once the 99th year comes and the lease switches back to the levin family that they'll just be cool and we'll just re-up our lease with some new people. But I, but who knows? Right. And really. That's like you four know. or five years from now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. just, just less than five years from now.
2: One kind of interesting thing is that we don't have any pictures of the interior from when it was a single screen, um, which I've always been curious about. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. So 1926. So either way, it's coming up on 100 years, right. which is
0: very cool.
2: Okay. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah, totally. Thank you. And and I think I know
0: I think I know a couple of a, a couple of little historical tidbits. Uh one that I think is kind of cool is the the other Balboa, the one that was on Ocean Avenue is also the site of the very first Gap store. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it was like jeans and records. Right. Yeah, exactly. He, whatever, like the guy the the whoever the man is who founded Gap, I can't remember his name, sure. Okay, yeah, Fisher. Yeah, he went to San Francisco State. Yeah, right. And he and he opened the first Gap in there. And it's now. I think now it's a uh, it's a church. Okay. Uh, Right, and but it still looks very much like a movie theater Mm -hmm. from the outside. It looks like a church movie theater, actually. Right. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's and the um, there there's some kind of there's weird. There was there was an ownership like at some point in the seventies. The Balboa, this Balboa, not the one on Ocean Avenue, showed a lot of uh, Asian movies, Mm -hmm. right? So it became like an Asian theater Mm -hmm. that showed double features, which then moved back to Hollywood movies, but also double features. Mm -hmm. And then Gary Meyer, right, who I was mentioning earlier, purchased it, and it was definitely an art house theater. Oh, yeah. Like kind of a deep cut art house theater at that point.
1: Like in the 90s when indie film became a big thing right and into the early
0: 2000s 2000s, yeah
1: nice cool okay yeah cool thank you yep i want to talk about now um so your nine ish years of owning it like what kind of things have you guys done and
0: well it so we, we, I mean, it's funny because when there's there's a few different fronts you would think about on that. First, there's just the building itself. It's old. It's an old building, and so it's a constant battle with the building. You know, like you, as much as it's your biggest asset because it's this charming old building, it's just it's it's an old building. Like things like pl- plumbing and the plumbing is a huge one. Okay. Yeah, plumbing is a huge one, and then the electrical. And this would go for Balboa and the Vogue. You know, the Vogue is still knob and tube. You know, so like there's every time I have an electoral issue at the Vogue and I call an electrician, they say, well, your problem is you just need to redo this whole thing. Like this is a, your problem is this all of this. Start know? over. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not realistic to no, do that. No. Um, but the but as far as I mean, when I first took over the Balboa I thought oh I'm in the entertainment business like I get entertainment but but movies are different and it, and there was a learning curve that was a, maybe steeper than mm-hmm. I expected it to be mm-hmm. and honestly Chloe and and the whole staff have been huge in in this like there's a way that people go to the movies now which is a little different than the way I always went to the movies and maybe different than I was trying to program for people to mm-hmm. go to the movies, right? Right, that I that I feel like Chloe and the crew have a, maybe a better handle on mm-hmm. than I had, mm-hmm. you know.
1: What is going on with the Clay? What's the latest?
0: So there's a group, and it's a, some of the names that I've mentioned even earlier in this that are trying to um, put together a, 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 a ownership group to purchase the Clay okay. as a nonprofit, and then. We so this organization is Cinema SF. That's who we who we are, Mm -hmm. and we would operate the clay. Okay, got it. Um, And so it would just be it would just be sort of the third theater in the group, you know. But I just don't know. You know, it's it's just tricky. Like, is it really going to happen? It's just so hard to say. Right. You know, everybody I think is moving forward in earnest and doing the best that they can to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But it's a big valuable piece of real estate in an expensive city that the the price just might be too astronomical to be real you know for someone who doesn't know that there's this place
1: this magical place out in the outer Richmond yeah we
2: try to do like we try to be a theater where there's something for everyone Um, so with the special programming um, the most of the staff has like their own series that they do so for me I do rewind Wednesday and that's where I play a 90s movie on VHS on the big screen and that's super fun for me and for the people that come you know it's not for everyone I think when we first did it someone on Twitter said it was like the lowest of all programming efforts in the history of you know cinema Um, (laughs) yeah um uh yeah anyways and then we have our coworker Ryan does Anna Monday. Um, so he plays, it started out as all anime movies, and now uh, we're sort of like branching out into just all animated features. Um, and that's been really popular and fun. Um, and that's also sometimes kid friendly. So we'll do a popcorn palace. We used to do a series called The Popcorn Palace where you get a um, uh, free popcorn and drink with your ticket. Um, That wasn't doing as well as we liked, so now we just do it a little more sparingly, but that's a really great deal uh, (laughs) when we do do it. Um, And, yeah, we have the live music once in a while. Um, A lot of the people here are in bands, and they know other bands, and that's super fun. 35mm is a a newer one. We recently got our 35mm projector back up and running, Um, and that's been super cool for us to learn how to project 35 millimeter I thought you know maybe I would never get to do that but I did and it's very cool Um, but yeah we play horror movies on 35 millimeter Um, we have audition coming up on March 10th Um, and let's see what else we have music movie monthly we're playing um, Purple Rain on the 3rd which is a classic
1: sing along Purple Rain
2: um if you want <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the only one. <laughs> um yeah, but that's been more we've done a lot of docs with that. We're trying to do some sort of like new music docs. Um like people will reach out to us, like filmmakers and there's someone recently made a film about the Hacienda. I think we're going to do something with them for Record Store Day, hopefully.
1: Okay. You guys did the Chinatown Rising thing a few days ago, or a week week ago or so, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, that's happened a few times between the two theaters.
1: You already talked about the, the lease stuff. Um, is there anything else that you guys have planned, let's say, in the next couple years, or just... Keep well, the the
0: big thing we're trying to do now is we 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 we've been trying for so long to save up enough money to get a new carpet at the Balboa, mm-hmm. and it's just really hard. It's more expensive than you would think it is. Mm-hmm. The carpet is just it's seen better days. Yeah, and uh, and we're and so we've been sort of campaigning. Uh, Chloe and Eva and the staff made a made a a, a really great video that shows before the movies. Uh, just sort of like a help us, help us pay for the Balboa carpet. So that's as far, and that, that goes under the category of the building, you know, and sort of like trying to have, trying to wrangle the building and just make it the best we can, we can, you know, on the sort of limited resources that we have, you know, cause it's, it's not hard to sustain the business through ticket sales and through concession sales. It is, I shouldn't say it's not hard, it's, but it's not, you know a a huge the hugest struggle the struggle is anything else if anything goes wrong it's not the kind of business where there's extra money that's made that we just have a fund we can pull from you know so those those are tricky uh things to do and uh but then in programming wise i think we just keep we found a little bit of a sweet spot you know there's there's we've we've got a bunch of monthly things that happen we love collaborating with other people you know you were talking about uh the 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 cockat's fiftieth anniversary. We've done some amazing work with Mark Pell, um, where he plays live soundtracks to movies, and and it, it, that, those are just amazing, just amazing shows. You know, we have jazz events here, where we collaborate with Noise Records, which is a record store up the street, and just more things like that. The more it feels like the Belbo has always been a community center as well as a movie theater. It feels even more that way now. And it the more we could be that and do that, the better the better it'll feel for everybody.
1: That was Adam Bergeron and Chloe Jennifer. Check back next week when we'll hear from career journalist and educator Jan Yenihero. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me, Jeff Hunt. Our website is storiedsf.com, where you can browse more than 100 episodes, check out all of our live events, and visit our store where we've added a couple of new items to help support us. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. If that's Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do us a favor and rate and review the show. And if you have any feedback for us or suggested guests, our email is storiedsf at at gmail.com.